are back in Athens for a huge SEC battle between number one Georgia and number 11 Kentucky. Kentucky 6-0 for the first time since 1950. That, of course, under the legendary coach Bear Bryant. But Kirby Smart's Bulldogs have won 11 straight in the series. Cats and dogs and bears, oh my. College Football Live starts right now. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is another gorgeous day here in Athens. Of course, David Pollock tells me they're all like this. They're all gorgeous with Desmond <laughs> Howard and David Pollock. I'm Jen Latta. Before we get to what these guys think about the big matchup this weekend, let's take a look at this enormous slate of games that we have headed your way on Saturday. It begins with a terrific triple header of games on ABC, starting with Cincinnati hosting UCF. Alabama looking to bounce back from last week's loss. It's taken on Mississippi State. And the big showdown of the day is right here, just down the street, as number 11 Kentucky takes on top-ranked Georgia. Not a lot of people get to play number one teams in the country. It's something that you dream of. The rankings mean nothing to us. We just want to play our game and continue what got us here. This is a statement game. It's going to be a game that's going to be a dogfight for 60 minutes. Sacked again. Relentless pass rush. You just can't run away from anybody. Well, this Georgia defense. They just swarm to the football. No matter where the ball is, all 11 hats are making their way to the ball. Again, there's no trick in them. You have to play extremely physical. You have to make some great individual plays. It's a real challenge. Let's go! Their total team is just really physical. I mean, each and every year our kids say this is one of the most physical games of the season. We're going to have a really good task on our hands when Kentucky coming here. So, I mean, it should be a pretty good one. Let's take a look at today's more driven player presented by Goodyear. Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez. Is he having a great season or Hold what it. for the Wildcats? Through six games, guys, he has 768 rushing yards and five TDs, highlighted by a 147-yard performance last week in their win over LSU. Of course, they also have Wandale Robinson. Their offensive coordinator, Liam Cohn, his offense is inspired by Sean McVay from when he spent time out there with the Rams. So I'll start with you, Des. How does Kentucky pull off this upset. Jen, that is such a tall order. Coming in the hedges and beating the Bulldogs. Are you kidding me? I think it's going to start with their defense. I mean, a lot of attention has been given to the Bulldogs defense, and rightfully so. But I tell you what, Kentucky's defense, they're number three in the conference, only yielding 305 yards a game. And they got some difference makers at each level. I believe if their defense can come out here, get some pressure on Stetson Bennett, and then make, some, you know, make them turn the ball over, give their offense a short field. And then, more importantly, guys, I believe that Kentucky's going to have to figure a way to score in an unconventional way, whether it's a pick six, a scoop and score, or a special teams touchdown. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you sold me, Des. What do they have to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I, I think when it when it starts with with Kentucky, they're they're so good on the ground. 
that ain't going to work. So to me, it's, it's Levis and, and the passing game, Wandell Robinson. Like, we, we got to make big plays. We got to get some people out of the box. We got we to gotta scramble around and buy time because the pass rush is ferocious. Like, this, this defense, we, we, we just got to start talking about it. It's just elite of elite of elite, you know, one of the best ever. But Levis, you've seen some good plays, and you've seen big, big plays. I'm not going to let Robinson beat me if I'm, if I'm Georgia, but uh, it's also his ability to scramble and run. Yeah. He's a big, strong sucker, like yeah. shrug off sacks, yep. carry the ball. So I think yeah. Levis is going to have to play a really, really good football game, not only with his legs, making plays down the field with that big cannon of an arm he's got. The dogs are more likely to force a turnover than allow scores by the opposing <laughs> team. Meanwhile, Kentucky has the most turnovers in the SEC. They've committed 12 this year, mm. and now they're going up against the number one defense. And you yeah. know that that stadium is going to be rocking 92 thousands oh, strong for Saturday's crazy. game. So that's the number one team in the nation. Let's talk a little bit about the number two and three ranked teams who will also be in action this week. And that, of course, is number two, Iowa, with a big win over Penn State last week. Tomorrow, they will host Purdue at 3.30. Meanwhile, Desmond Ritter and the Bearcats continue to cruise. Number three, Cincinnati hosting UCF. That game is at noon. For more on how those teams affect the college football playoff puzzle, here's Chris the Bear Felica. Texas Aggies take down the top ranked tide. Number one goes down. For six weeks of the season, 13 top 10 teams have lost, with six coming against unranked teams. Last year, only 18 top 10 teams lost in the regular season. You're best of the best. They've got cracks in the armor, and that's exciting. The upheaval at the top of the polls has resulted in two unlikely candidates emerging as college football playoff contenders, Cincinnati and Iowa. Opportunity seized. College football world, did you see that? According to the All-State Playoff Predictor, Cincinnati now has the fourth best chance to make the college football playoff at 45%. Iowa controls its destiny and has a 25% chance of making it, which is seventh best in the country. Everything that happened helped the Bearcats. The Bearcats were this week's biggest winner, according to the model, as their chances jumped 13% thanks to losses by Alabama and Penn State. However, Cincinnati has the 89th rated remaining strength of schedule. SMU is 5-0 versus FBS teams, but the other six remaining opponents are 7-21. What a run by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Undefeated 12-0 with a potential shot at the college football playoff. This year is shaping up a lot like 2015 for the Hawkeyes. That year, Iowa didn't receive a single vote in the preseason AP poll and reached the Big Ten championship game. This year, the Hawkeyes started the year 18th and are already up to number two in the AP poll. Why are the chances so high for the Bearcats and Hawkeyes? No ACC or Pac-12 team currently has better than a 7% chance to make the playoff, and that team is another unlikely one, Pitt. People wanted a shakeup in the college football playoff race. It appears 2021 was listening and is happily ready to oblige. A lot of good stuff from our friend Bear there helping us figure out the college football playoff, which is still several weeks away yeah. as far as when the rankings start coming out. Which team do you believe more in right now when you look at Iowa and when yeah. you look at Cincinnati, Des? 
Well, you know, I look at Cincinnati, I really do like the Bearcats. I've loved them for so long. I think Luke Fickle does a tremendous job with his team. And Desmond Ritter right now, he's one of the guys who's a favorite to win the Heisman. But they say defenses travel. You look at Iowa and what, they, what they've been able to do, leading the FBS in, in takeaways. But last week, guys, I, I saw some, some cracks in the, in the armor, some chinks, man. You know, Penn State actually was up, that, up in that game two scores until Sean Clifford got hurt and then that's when Iowa started to creep back into that game so I think defense travels I love the way that they play on defense but they're going to have to start to get more productivity out of their offense if they're going to be in the college football playoff because listen they're going to have to face one of those big monsters from the east in the Big Ten championship game and all of those guys are scoring especially Ohio State so the offense is going to have to come around but I think right now I may have a little more confidence in the Hawkeyes because their defense. I might, too, and if they played each other, that's how I would answer the question. Yeah, I yeah. think Iowa could beat Cincinnati. I think yeah. Cincinnati could beat Iowa as well. But what did the schedule say? That's, that's the thing to me. The schedule right. ain't even close. Yeah, like, Iowa plays the 34th <laughs> toughest schedule remaining. Cincinnati plays the 89th toughest schedule Cincinnati plays smooth twice. Yeah. SMU. They're going to have to right. beat SMU if twice. Be in yeah. the conference. Yeah, I mean, so I just – the best chance if, if, who I believe in more to make it the college football playoff is Cincinnati because that is not good. I mean – UCF is, is what, three and two? They're not very good. I mean, Navy struggle. Just go down the list. Everybody stinks except SMU. So uh, they've got a good chance to run the table. And listen, Cincinnati earned it a year ago. Des, you liked them a year ago because you saw the defense. And right. you've seen Desmond Ritter have success. Now another year, building upon that resume. They've built upon that resume. And so Cincinnati, I think, has a better chance because their schedule lends for more success. When you look at the teams that Iowa has in front of them, don't overlook who they're taking on this weekend in Purdue. Purdue, Purdue has yeah. won three of the last four meetings, yep. and all four of those meeting guys have been decided by single digits. Wow. So that could be a tough one <laughs> for the Iowa squad. That's every game for Iowa, one. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's the thing. Like, I, I'm a coach, right? I'm a youth league football coach, and I know what it's like to coach with less talent playing other teams. Gotcha. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Like, you block for 10, yeah. you get 10, Des. Like, Iowa's not a team that's capable of blowing a bunch of people no, out unless they force a ton of, ton of turnovers. Right. They don't beat themselves. Everything about them we love. Like, yeah. Purdue, what do they do? They score points. They've usually got speed. They find speed. So they'll spread Iowa out. They'll have some success like Penn State did. Yeah. I don't know if Purdue hasn't been – they're not healthy enough, I don't think, to beat Iowa. But, again, you don't walk into a game and go – I was going to destroy them. They're going to beat the crud out of them because right. offensively they haven't shown that firepower yet. You're absolutely right. Watching that Penn State-Iowa game, it seemed like the strategy was spread out their defense. You're dang right. Oh, it was and working. It was working. It so was Sean working for quite yeah. a while. That's exactly right. All right, what a college football Saturday we have in store for you coming up on ABC and on the ESPN app. It all starts at noon Eastern with Heisman hopeful Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati hosting UCF. Then... Fresh off their big comeback win against Penn State. The guys were just talking about it. Number two, Iowa and their stifling D back at Kinnick Stadium hosting Purdue. And finally, in our Saturday night game presented by Capital One, number four, Oklahoma stunned Texas last week. They look to avoid a post-Longhorn letdown against TCU in Norman. Coming up on College Football Live, Clemson and Oregon came into the year with high expectations, but have hit some snags recently. Are they still the teams to beat in their conference? We'll debate on College Football Live. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome back to College Football Live.
presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. It's David, Dez, and Jen back on College Football Live. Let's take a look at What's Your Beef, brought to you by Old Trapper. David, I'll start with you. What is your beef right now? My beef is as I walk, watch around college football, I am sick and tired. Why don't we put our mouthpiece in our mouth? Do you want to eat that Traper beef? Like, put your mouthpiece in your mouth so you have your teeth so you can chew. <laughs> it's all over the place. Every tape I watch, everybody's mouthpiece is just dangling, hanging. That used yeah. to be a penalty, didn't it, Des? It's, like, it should be a penalty It should today. be a penalty so you have your teeth in right. your head the rest of your career. It's also better, by the way, for concussions, for absorbing blows and, yeah, and not the, breaking things. The reason things, why guys don't wear mouthpieces and have it dangling because they're not worried about getting hit because they know true. this targeting rule is just out of control. Anytime you ask me what's my beef, my beef is going to be the targeting rule and the way that it's enforced with the penalties. The crime, the, I mean, the, the punishment does not fit the crime. Guys are getting ejected for just brushing up against a guy. So anytime you ask me, what's my beef, I'm going to always talk about the targeting rule. I don't have a problem with the rule, but the way it's enforced and the way these guys are ejected out of games is way too much for me. You know, my beef is that I don't live here in Athens. This is you a like this. gorgeous day. This, this is, is cool. really Y'all nice. live you can in the stay south. with us anytime <laughs> you want. Come on. I don't this get really days nice. like this very much once you get to October and November. That is What's Your Beef presented by Old Trapper. Tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN, Clemson heads to the Carrier Dome to take on Syracuse. The Tigers have two losses in the regular season for the first time since 2014, but did win their last game against Boston College. So much hype. Surrounding the Clemson program. They did win their last game versus Boston College. <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah. There hey, you, you go. back Boston, rolling. You give Boston College its due. Um, it does feel yeah. like the conference is wide open right now, guys. Does Clemson still win the ACC? That's a good question. I think that they still have the most talent. Yep. I mean, no, they recruited extremely well. They couldn't put it together early because the offensive line has some great issues. I think now as the season's starting to roll on, I think they're starting to get a rhythm. But I tell you what, Pitt. Pitt's dangerous. Wake Forest is uh is playing extremely well at this point. But I would have to say that I would give the nod to Clemson right now. I think Dabble, Sweeney, his staff, they're going to figure it out, and uh, they may still win the ACC. I love how you nicely talked about the ACC. The ACC and the Pac-12 is all cattywampus. It's all it's jacked up. Yeah, I yeah, mean, what, yeah. I there ain't teams you're pointing to going, oh, I'm, I believe in them. So. Right. If you're asking me Clemson versus the field, I'll take the field. I, I, know, I can't believe I have to say that out loud because they are so much more talented. But I think they win tonight big, by the way, if you're looking to bet something. I think Clemson's going to blow them out tonight. But um, I'm not, I don't have any faith in anybody in the ACC or Pac-12. Well, according to FPI, Pittsburgh at 4-1 and one has the best chance to win the ACC. I mentioned Pitt. That's crazy. I you're interested. Kenny Pickett's yeah. balling. Oh, yeah. You got Wake Pitt. Forest. You yeah. got NC State, some of those other teams who are making like noise, Pitt. obviously. I like Pitt a lot. NC uh, State, who already yeah. beat Clemson. Pittsburgh has Virginia Tech this week, yeah. and then they'll host Clemson. So That's that going to be, be tough, a too, big down game in Blacksburg. determining the leader in that clubhouse. All right, the second game of our doubleheader on ESPN tonight at 10.30. Number nine, Oregon hosting Cal. The Ducks coming off their first loss of the season two weeks ago versus Stanford, and now they are without their star running back, C.J. Verdell, for the rest of the season. Is Oregon still the best team in the Pac-12, David? No. I'll take uh, Arizona State. From what I've seen from Arizona State, I, I think I think Herm's got them believing. I think they play extremely hard. I think they got speed all over the field. Their defense is playing really, really well. They're, they're healthy, by the way, too. Um, Jane Daniels doesn't have to do a lot. I think he could do a lot more, but I think 
Herm doesn't want to do more, but you've seen some big scrambles. You saw it in this game. You saw it in uh, versus Stanford taking off and making big plays, but I'll roll with uh, Arizona State. I go. I agree with you. I think it's Arizona State, too. I tell you what, they got one of the best motivators in all of college football, the coach Herman Edwards. He has a very good staff. They're, they're playing complimentary football right now. Daniels is not making big mistakes. He's keeping them in the games. They're winning. I like Arizona State right now. Oregon, like you say, they lost too much. Um, they, their running back is out. Safety out, too. So I like Arizona State. Okay, Arizona State dealing with some stuff off the field right now. I don't know how that will affect the guys on the field or yeah. affect the program as a whole. But also, they are a clutch squad, guys. Check this out. Closing out games, they are outscoring opponents 47 to 9 wow. in the fourth quarter or overtime. So they don't go to sleep out there in Arizona. You know, talk about <laughs> Coaching. being late night games. Exactly. They are up for the end of those games, and opponents need to be careful of that. Now it's time to take a look at the Heisman update brought to you by Nissan. It's Matt Coral, guys. He leads the SEC in total QBR and yards per attempt. The old Miss signal caller has also been responsible for 20 touchdowns this season, and he's averaging 350 yards of total offense. Let's keep our eye on that guy as the season rolls on. Well, last Saturday was easily one of the craziest Saturdays in college football ever. But today is the anniversary of another crazy day in the sport, the day that included the Bush push. We'll take a look back when College Football Live returns. This Heisman update is brought to you by Nissan, premier partner of the Heisman Trophy. Is it possible a player can not only be born to run, but born to Zen? Namaste. Ricky Williams? Hey, why don't you grab some blocks and join me? No thanks, I'm not real good at yoga. I'm more of a Zumba guy. Plus, I left my yoga pants back in New Jersey. Yoga's not about being good at something. Yoga's about being good with yourself. Wow, you should put that on a poster. Okay, I'll give her a shot. All right, lose the shoes, grab some blocks, and let's go. Okay, so yoga is a journey of the self, through the self, to the self. I've been on my own journey, getting an advanced degree in football studies. It wouldn't be complete without a course on running backs. Then you can teach me a thing or two? Ah, stay in the moment, okay? The past has no power over the present. Next pose is the crow, all right? It's important here. On the crow, you squat down, okay? You wanna get wide base with your hands. Bend the elbows, lean forward, resting the knees on the elbows, slightly keeping your balance. Breathe, stay in the moment. Oh, I ripped my pants. Places is now streaming on ESPN Plus. I don't know which one of you two I put more money on to be able to hold that crow pose. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a that good battle. Impressive. Yeah. Twenty-one at fifty over what. here. Twenty-one take, at fifty. I'll take twenty-one at fifty because the weight the weight difference is a little stronger. There. <laughs> a little heavier over here. We're gonna here. do that at the end of the show. We're gonna do that at the end of the show. Uh, last Saturday, guys, was one of the craziest that we can remember in all of college football. But of course, today is the anniversary of another crazy college football weekend. Let's take a look back together. Let's start with Michigan versus. Is Penn State, you remember this one, a Big Ten showdown. Is Chad Henney, Mario, Mario Manningham, Manningham it on, is. in the back of the end zone. Oh, man. 
man, that was a heck of a play. Great throw. Revolutions catch. on that ball. That you ball was coming. <laughs> Go blue. Manningham caught a big touchdown in the Super Bowl, too, for the Giants. Lloyd Carr said that's as wild a game as I've ever been in. Just unbelievable. How about West Virginia versus number 19, Louisville? You guys remember this one? West Virginia running back Steve Slayton scoring six touchdowns in the win. They used to do this yeah. every week. Remember, West Virginia used to score, score, exactly. and more score. Pat White, Noel Pat Devine. White like, yes, they had a sir. run there that was, was filthy with West Virginia back in the Rich Rod days. Now, you get extra time when you go to three overtime, so that makes more okay. sense. Boston College Matty versus Ice? Wake Forest. That That's Ice? right. That's Matt Ryan. <laughs> That's a young Matt I Matty Ice right there. Look Came at that. off the bench in that one. And never went back to the bench. And still hasn't. Still playing for the Falcons. And doing okay. <laughs> Two touchdown drives by him in the last three minutes and 29 seconds. And of course, who could forget this one? USC, Notre Dame, home of the Bush push, among other fantastic that plays. Dwayne Jarrett right yes, there? Yes, sir. I was, the ball. There, man. I was at this game. I'll tell you what, man. It was one of the most exciting regular season college football games I've ever attended. And that right there. That's still, that's legal today. Like, people do that all the well, time. No, I always it's push legal it, guys. Now. You know what I mean? It's very it, legal it now. It used to be illegal. Yeah, when he well, did it, it was I, illegal. I, I, I couldn't tell. That was illegal. <laughs> that should have been a flag I'm on that day. Saying, and the game was in South Bend. They even throw a flag. The grass was seven inches tall, too, that's, by the yeah, way. Exactly. You saw yeah, Matt Liner yeah. there. Obviously, everybody saw Pete Carroll. But my favorite moment from that game was just yeah. Charlie Weiss's face. Okay. Just, like, yeah. stunned. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Charlie Weiss, offensive guru. Just stunned. That's Couldn't believe that that happened. Uh, there could be a lot of crazy things very quickly. Anything crazy you think happens this college football season? Oh, man. The guy who came into the season as the overall favorite to win the Heisman, Spencer Rattler, just might be benched tomorrow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I think we'll see four more ranked teams this week lose. Wow. We've already seen 1,000 hey, this year. Hey, y'all wanted the P word, parody. You might have gotten hey, parody. You got to be careful year. when you say you That's wanted it. a certain word with it. You got you to hold your tongue it. there, girl. I can't girl. take Come it anywhere. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> you got to get fucked up.